What's up, everybody? Welcome to the East Coast Rams podcast, your podcast for Rams fans and, you know, really a lot of uh, football fans. I'm your co-host, Zach. As you see, Ashton is not here today, uh, but I did bring on a special guest, Blaine, with the Turf Show Times. How you doing, Blaine? Hey, Zach. Ashton, better watch out. I got a, I got a seat, seat today. I might, 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 not, might, not, might not get out of it. Um, no, but th- th- thanks, for having, thanks for having me again. I uh, look forward to talking about what was a kind of a frustrating loss, uh, unfortunately, on, Sunday, or on Monday night. Yeah, Monday night football, when we thought the Rams were actually you know, going to be contenders this year, um, we thought their offense was going to click on all cylinders going into this game. Really, the biggest concern I think we all had going into this season, really, was the defense. Was the defense going to be able to um, keep up and be able to, you know, truly bring that bend not break mentality. We thought they were going to bend more uh, or break more than than they have been. Uh, but they were actually the the bright spot of this past week, and they're all and the Rams offense just really couldn't get anything together other than really their first drive and their really their last drive. Yeah, uh, the, the defense played absolutely fantastic. Really, really kept the offense in the game and, and allowed them to just keep on having opportunity after opportunity. I believe they finished uh, fifth in the NFL in week three in, um, in overall success rate, which um, is obviously fantastic. Byron Young, I think, just continues to get better game after game. Uh, I think he leads, I think, rookies and pressures um, so far this season. He looked really good. Kobe, Kobe Turner. Uh, that, that, Akella Willerspin had the incredible interception. Um as good of an interception as you'll see, but yeah, just um, the offense leaving leaving a lot of opportunities out there, and a lot of points, a lot of points on the field. I mean, I mean, the Bengals had a lot. They needed this win. I mean, they they really needed this win. I mean, Burrow coming off that calf injury, still unsure if he was going to play. Pretty much up until you know, pretty much until game time decision that he was going to play. Um, it was their Monday night. It was their wide out. It was the Ring of Honor ceremony for Boomer and Chad Johnson. Um, they just had a lot that they had a lot going on, and the, the fans wanted it. I mean, that stadium, I was there in person, that stadium was loud. Um, and other than the the drive right after the half, that was the the that was the quietest I've been because everybody was still getting concessions. Um, but but I thought, did you find it interesting that the Bengals decided to receive first. Yeah, that 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 was odd because yeah, teams tend to defer now to get that to that, to get the chance to double up. But um, yeah, I, I, but I think it was just for what they were, I guess, kind of looking to do. I, I guess it kind of made sense. I, I think they kind of knew that maybe you know Joe Burrow coming not not really practicing at all during the week, his calf not being one hundred percent. Maybe having their defense get out, getting out, going out there and set, setting the tone. Lou Anarumo just called a fantastic game overall. So I think they kind of want their defense to set the tone and and and, and go from there. And um, yeah, but def, definitely nothing. You, you don't you don't really see that anymore in today's in today's game. Yeah, I mean, I mean, it, I think it did have to go to back to Burrow's calf, and they didn't want to ice it. They didn't want to just sit there, you know, waiting while the Rams drove the ball for the first time. So I mean, maybe maybe it was a good option just for that aspect. Um, but the Rams did did hold them. Um, they tried for a field goal attempt and and ended up missing it, uh, giving the Rams pretty good field position uh, going in and driving the ball pretty much to the end zone until we get that whatever you want to call it. A lot of people call it a horrendous call by the officials to overturn a touchdown call. Um, I didn't really see. I saw it. It was right in front of me. It was really cool to see. Um, and it it was just kind of heartbreaking because we like you know 
in my section, there was only me and this other kid behind me who are Rams fans. Uh, everybody else was Bengals. And, you know, the quiet, the stadium quieted pretty quick after that. Uh, but then when it came that they overturned it, it was just, it was kind of heartbreaking. Yeah. And it just, it was, it was, yeah, it's one of those things where um, it, it's, it's frustrating, uh, obviously, because I, I really, if that's called, um, if, 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 he's, if he's called out on the field, I think that's a play that's, that stands and it's fine. But because it was called a touchdown on the field, it, it's, I did, it was hard to really see any conclusive evidence on any replay that they that they showed on on the on the broadcast and what I've seen afterwards that that conclusively shows that Tutu Atwell stepped out of bounds. So maybe you got to get Tutu Atwell a, a, a white pair of cleats next time, um, so, so 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 his black shoes don't don't stand out as much. But um, yeah, I mean, still though, you you have first and goal from the three yard line. Um, good teams are, are are able to overcome those gaps by by, a, by an officiating crew and. Um, just a, a bad sequence of events. You have, you have Stafford taking a sack on, on first down, puts you at the 12. Um, and then you're, you have second and goal from the, from the 12 and you're just, you're just in a bad spot. It's, it's, you're, you're almost, you're almost forced into a field goal at that point. So yeah, unfortunately could have, could have, could have punched it in from the three and it's just kind of, I think that, that, that opening drive for the Rams kind of set the tone for how things were going to go the rest of the night. And I mean, that pretty much started McVay's bad play calling um, because realistically they were on the third yard line. They've had, they've had so much success in the end zone and specifically on the goal line of running the ball. I mean, Kyra Williams alone has had three touchdowns, um, you know, rushing touchdowns in that kind of area. And, you know, I get maybe they were because the Rams have done that, you know, three times that they were going, the Bengals were going to anticipate it. But just just go to a pass play, and then they did take that sack. It's it's just it's just McVeigh is just I feel still stuck in his head about this whole I gotta throw it and not run it. Yeah, and, and I guess like the, the, the most frustrating part for me is like we we saw week one, we saw this game this game plan where you know they're they're going on these 10, 11, these ten plus play drives and uh, just grinding out drives, running the ball. You 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 had. Cam Akers, I think, had 22 carries in that game, and Kyron Williams had 15. So you had 37 total carries in that game, and I, and I feel like that type of game plan would would have worked here. Um, like you said, but, but, but before this game, Kyron Williams had three rushing touchdowns, all of which were inside that inside that five yard line, I, I believe, and he's he's had a lot of success running the ball in that area. So so why you would go to a pass there? Um, yeah, it's it's it's, it's very confusing. Um, a, a run to, towards the left hand side, to the left hand side, right behind Steve Avila and Lark Jackson, kind of makes the most sense in that spot, but. Um, yeah, one of those situations, I guess, where McVeigh's maybe maybe um, overthinking things and outthinking himself and making things more difficult than they than they really need to be. Yeah, um, I mean, just I mean, the the game was just as as it was. I mean, it was basically kicking field goals for most of the well for all of the first half. Um, you know, the Rams did go up six to three um, prior to going into the half. They gave the Bengals just enough time to tie it up at threes all um, going in. Bengal or the Rams came back out still just could not do really do anything on their, on their drive, no momentum, no halftime adjustments. We're just going to run the ball or we're just going to throw the ball. Um, and again, it, it just, they never, they never were really behind. I hate that narrative that, that the Rams were playing from behind. They were never behind until that, till that touchdown. Um, and even then they were down, they were one down uh, four points, uh, or what was it? They were they, they were. I, th- I think they were down three, and then they went down. And they went down, 
or maybe 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 it was um seven and then went then they went down ten with a late field goal I think but they, yeah they, they were never really out they they were or maybe it was four I think it was four there was I think it was thirteen nine or something like that I, yeah um anyway I, I think um yeah like you said though uh, the point being they, they were never truly out of it it's not like they were down two scores and and, and chasing points it, it was it was a manageable game where you could have ran the ball and um had fifteen to twenty carries or 20, 20 to twenty five carries got. Players like Ronnie Rivers involved in the run game, you know, to, to mix it up a little bit, and it's just, yeah, it just, it, it just never, never really happened. So, I, and so that kind of frustrated me. Like afterwards, listening to McVeigh, you know, I love McVeigh. It's a McVeigh I trust. I, you know, I trust in his offense. I trust in his genius skills as far as you know the NFL goes. But you know, when it when it came down to it, like Kyron Williams was in a hundred percent of the offensive snaps. Didn't even give any of the other players an opportunity. And Kyron Williams, I mean, this was not his best game. Um, he had a lot of drops. Um, he had that one that was almost tipped off and picked off. Um, and you know, it, again, we didn't give anybody else a, we didn't get Ronnie Rivers a chance. We didn't give anybody else a chance. It was just just again, McVeigh stuck in his own way, and I don't know. It's it's just kind of frustrating. I know you wrote a you wrote an article. Um, was it yesterday about kind of Sean McVeigh and um, you know giving him kind of a, a grade on how his progress has been over the last couple of weeks? Yeah, and, and like I said, you know, you, you go back to that, and and Jordan. Jordan Rodriguez from the Athletic kind of touched on this too. You know, the, the whole point all offseason, they, they were, they were, McVay was going to get back to his roots, running the football. Um, they, they, they were going, going to go back to this kind of run set, set run focused offense. And, and like I said, you, you saw that week one against the Seahawks. You saw them grind out these long drives. And then, um, for whatever reason, even against San Francisco, they, they, they were really pass heavy in, the, in, in that first half, I think. Uh, they had six of their six of their nine first half runs came on the final drive of the second half, and they were kind of killing clock, um, and, and and in the red zone. Um, so it's just outside that first, and then and then, and then the second half against the 49ers, the the offense kind of just goes 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 stale in there, and they're stale again 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 this week. And um, yeah, I I think that you know a, a game plan that the game plan that they use against Seattle wins this game against the Bengals, I think, and it's just. Um, hopefully McVay realizes that, and this is kind of a, a look in the mirror kind of moment because it wasn't his best play calling game by by any means. And like you said, it's in it's in McVay we trust. He's he's one of the top ten, to arguably maybe probably one of the top five head coaches in the in the, in, in the league. Like I wouldn't want anybody else in um, in charge of this football team, but uh, he does have a tendency to to um, to call these types of games every once in a while. And hopefully, this is kind of a look in the mirror moment for him. Yeah, I mean, rushing 10 times, I mean, really 10 times. I mean, yes, their stats is 13, but, you know, you really can't count Tutu Atwell's, you know, sweeps and Van Jefferson sweeps and, uh, you know, Stafford. So really it was Kyron Williams running 10 times, and that's just – this is not acceptable in this modern NFL. You're not keeping the defense honest. Um, you're just – you're just – I don't know. I feel like you're just more prone to – to making mistakes if you just keep throwing, 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 and, and and especially just looking at the Bengals' defense coming in, I think they were they were ranked 31st in yards, allowing over 192 yards per game. Um, I think they were 26th in EPA, 28th in success rate. That they they really weren't a, a it wasn't a good run defense. And you look at kind of that strength of that Bengals' defense. You have Trey Hendrickson, who's one of the top edge rushers in the NFL. Uh, Dax Hill has really come on as, as a young safety. 
Uh, they 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 have some good players, some good players in that secondary. Logan, Logan Wilson is, re, is a really good linebacker. Um, so that's kind of their, their, their strength, that strength their, of their team. And you look at the Rams' offensive line, and I mean they they've had good moments, but that's also not a, a group that I, I necessarily want to trust dropping back forty times a game. Um, and so I think running the ball would really helps them out as well. And yeah, just a, a questionable game plan for sure. Yeah, and I you know I don't. I don't think it had to do with some of the injuries. I mean, we we know what Alaric Jackson. He went out sometime in the closer to the end of the first half, um, and then no boom. He went out for a little bit, came back in towards the end. Um, but again, it, it's it just goes down to McVeigh needs to open up the playbook to not just passing plays. Um, honestly, the two two Atwell play that they did that should have been a touchdown was cool. I mean. I watched it. It was cool to watch. Uh, just and, and it's and it's Stafford. It's his elegant, like, yep, tossed it. It's going to be a touchdown. Like he knew it was going to be to like, and it was ran perfectly. It was fun, and like we just didn't do anything fun after that. Um, other than actually, Tutu Atwell, I think had some of the cooler uh, catches of the night. Um, I'm glad he got that touchdown at the end. Um, but but yeah, that's that's where I'm at with it. So I give everybody – sorry, go ahead. No, I, I was going to say, like, yeah, Tutu Atwell was in for I, – I think he was a big a big part of the game plan. He was going to have a big game. He obviously – yeah, like you said, that 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 I was watching the All-22 last night, and that play is just – it's so cool because that, that run fake gets the whole entire defense moving to the right, and then you have Tutu Atwell, probably the fastest guy in the field, um, takes, it, t- t- takes, takes it to the right, and Ben Skronik doing a really good job blocking – blocking downfield and yeah disappointing what it was in a touchdown but just yeah beautifully designed play and like you said we just didn't really get that creativity um for the rest for the rest of the game yeah and no, talking about tutu speed i mean the Bengals uh on the stadium they kept putting up the speed board um and he was running 20 miles an hour you know at least three to five miles faster than the next person on that field uh puka was pretty fast too he was the third fastest um based on their stats at like 50 15.7 miles per hour on, on one of his plays. So, um, so yeah, I mean, the officiating wasn't great, but that wasn't the reason why the Rams lost. Uh, they lost because of bad playmaking. Um, and, you know, really the last, the last touchdown was great, but they kind of wasted when they were at fourth and four, fourth and uh, five, five minutes left. You had to go for it. I don't know why they decided not to. I mean, I, I know that it was kind of on their their um, their side of the ball or side of the field, but you're running out of time. Like onside kicks are not are, are not are not there anymore. Like you you can't make a successful onside kick really, um, and so there really was not a good chance with one minute going to try to do an onside kick. Not at all, and, and just like <laughs> it was just—it was funny on, on on that last drive. I think they're they're around the two or three yard line again, and that's the time that McVeigh decides to call a run play. You have no timeouts, and you call a run play with no timeouts at the goal line, and you're 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 wasting time in that situation when that's probably the play that you could should have called uh, two and a half hours ago uh, when when you had that ball in the in the same in that same situation. Just yeah, just um yeah. I, I think this is kind of the where we're at with where we're at at with this team. Like you're you're going to get, I think. Um, I mean, they, they had a really big opportunity, I think, on Monday night to go two and one and kind of show they were a little bit ahead of, ahead, ahead of schedule, maybe. I had them at one and two, but it wouldn't have been nice for them to get to get, get a win in prime time against a, a team that 
was really seen as a contender kind of coming into the season. That would have been a really big win, for, big win and boost for their confidence, I think. But I think this, that's just kind of where we're at is with this young team. I think we're going to get a lot of ebbs and flows, a lot of peaks and valleys, and um, there, there are going to be some frustrating moments. And, and, and I mean, McVay is more default than the players in this one, but um, I think it's kind of just kind of how the season might just end up, end, end, end up, end up going. Yeah, I mean, I definitely think McVay's number one. Honestly, I'm putting Stafford at number two because Stafford is a veteran quarterback. He's been in the league for a long time. He, he and he should, if if McVay doesn't give him the opportunity to, he should be able to also make some audible calls and change change the game plan a little bit. If he knows something's not working, throw in another play and throw like say, "Yep, that was me. I I thought I what I saw of the defense. This is what I saw." And I just I just think if you have that kind of veteran quarterback, I mean, he is the oldest active quarterback in the league. Um, and he's a Super Bowl winning quarterback. So let's give him a chance to also, you know, if he sees something, let's make let's see what he can call in that in that instance. Yeah, and I guess to that point, I mean, they, they only had 10 runs. I, I, I do kind of wonder, just just playing off of that is like. Did did McVeigh and LaFleur did they call more run plays than, than what than what they actually called him? Maybe did like how many how many run calls to maybe Stafford check out of um because he saw a look that maybe didn't work out the way that they that they they thought it they, they thought it would like were were more run calls initially initially were, were more run plays initially called that Stafford checked out of um is it's I think certainly something to something to, something something to think about. Yeah. Um but yeah, other than that, you know, Kyrie Williams is probably ranked three because he didn't have a great night. He had a couple drops. He, you know, the tip ball that was almost an interception. Um, those kinds of things happen. But other than that, I think the the offense played, I mean, Tutu Outwell, I think, was the spotlight of the whole thing. Um, we do know Van Jefferson can still catch a ball um, and he can catch deep ball. So he's still he's still on the team. He's still playing. That's great. Puka Nakua had a really nice one-handed catch. Um, so that was cool to see. Yeah, um, and, I, and I guess one, one thing I like I did I did want to ask you like when 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 Alaric Jackson went out for the game, what what were your thoughts on them putting Zach Thomas at left tackle rather than maybe moving No Boom? I got that they they honestly they 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 paid him to play there last year and and now now, now he's at right guard like. I, I I think it is it is worth worth discussing. You know, was it the right decision to put Zach Thomas, an inexperienced player, at left tackle rather than rather than moving Note Boom to left tackle, maybe putting in Tremaine Ankrum at, at right guard instead, so you have maybe more experience um, on that offensive line rather than you're, you're, they, they they did they did literally put Zach Zach Thomas on an island against Trey Hendrick, Trey Hendrickson several times when that was just really 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 unfair to him. So I guess you know would you would you have rather see, see Note Boom there maybe? I, I, I get I get where McVay is coming from, not wanting to make too many changes on the offensive line, but at the same time, Nopum is so much more experienced in, in in that spot. So being in the stadium, I didn't even know Alark Jackson was even out. Like it was hard to see. Like I'm in an I was in an end zone seat. So when he went out, I didn't even know um that that happened until after we got back from the half that they even made that change. Um, but because it, it never showed up on the board. Um, until later on that he was, he was questionable to return. So it, and, but I don't disagree with you. I, I think that, you know, maybe try to shift, um, you know, give him a couple tries and see if he's, if he's worth it. But if not, I would have made the second half adjustments to kind of flip flop that, um, you know, especially when it wasn't working or help give him some help. 
you know, put Tyler Higby, put Bryson Hopkins on that side, like force or force the offensive line to go in that direction instead of the opposite direction, where now you're putting him into a really bad spot that he's the sole defender. Um, when, you know, in real, in honesty, the left tackle is one of the most important positions um, on the offensive line. Yeah, it was, it was, it, it was curious. Like I understood where, where McVay was coming from, not, um, not wanting, not wanting to make change that two spots rather than one. Um, and Kevin Dotson, I believe, is also inactive. The guy that the, the Steelers guy that they traded for uh, before before the season. So you, you kind of, I guess, have some limited limited options there. Right, right. I just, yeah, I found it. I I, I see where McVay is coming from, but at the same time, I I, I think it, it is worth kind of maybe. Um, you know, maybe considering no boom at, at, at that spot where you did pay him to play left tackle last season, and you have an opening there now um, with with Alaric Jackson out. Like he should he, sh- he should probably be that be that guy in that situation. And I think they did it for this game. Um, I think we'll see how Alaric Jackson does uh, if he's actually going to be active for the Colts game. Um, right now, after, what was it? The injury report just came out, um, and he it was. Uh, do not participate with a hamstring injury. Um, there was optimism. I mean, a less need on the, sh- the for some reason, less need was on the Coach McVeigh show um, instead of Coach McVeigh. Um, but he was he seemed at least optimistic uh, for Jackson and Noteboom uh, to be ready to go for Saturday or for Sunday. Um, but if not, I would definitely see Dotson coming in, um, and then maybe they shift um, Noteboom over to to left tackle um if uh Alar, if jackson can't play yeah that's kind of what i'm thinking too if if, if jackson can't play I mean, the, the, the thomas thing was probably something just done in in, in a pinch and like i said like i saw where it was coming from but i think that yeah there's definitely a discussion discussion to be had there um but yeah overall um just yeah, it, it, I, I think McVay kind of put the offensive line, especially in the second half, where, when there's really no reason to just go straight drop back, and he's he's lining up and empty and putting putting Thomas on an island against Trey Hendricks, and just just really on. Thomas didn't play didn't didn't play well, but at the same time, he wasn't put in a fair 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 situation either. Yeah, I mean, and and you know, we could not do anything on third down. We had one third down conversion, and that was the two two Atwell touchdown. Like, that is atrocious. Um, and I don't know, it just just feels like they just should have changed things up and they just didn't ever change, especially when they, they were never losing, like until the last field goal, they were never out of this game. Yeah. 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 Uh, The the, the one for 11 on third down is definitely something to be, to to be worried. I think to be worried about a little bit because they were so efficient on third down before, before before Monday night, and I, I will I will say the ba- the Bengals did a really good job at bracketing Puka Nakua, who had who has been Stafford's kind of go to guy on third down. They did a really, I I don't I think I think Nakua I think had one target the entire second half. The Bengals did a really good job at bracketing him and taking him take taking him taking him away and making Stafford go elsewhere, which I think had um had some some part to do with the the one for eleven on third downs. But at the same time, yeah, it's just. Um, a, a better game plan, getting yourself in some better, better third down situations, helps you helps you out trem- tre- tremendously in the, in those spots. For sure. Um, but you know, I, like I said, I think we should talk just quickly about the the defense. The defense was not the problem here. Um, the defense played really well. They got the Bengals off the field, but then they got pulled right back onto the field because the Bengal or because the Rams just couldn't do anything on offense or there's turnovers or whatever. Um, 
they played really well. Um, I don't, did they, did they even get a penalty? Um, on them like i mean i know that dk was I, 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 I think i think durant had had a had a dpi but it was it was questionable best. It, was, it was questionable nonetheless but um yeah there there, there there were a few but yeah no they played out of their minds they played they they played well enough to to, to get a win honestly the um it was yeah the the, the the offense let them down for sure but yeah, but, but like I said earlier, but like Byron Young just continues to get better every single game. Uh, just his, his power at the point of, the, of attack is just incredible. And, and when, once he get once he develops a bend, it's just it's, it's, it's going to be over. I'm I'm excited for next offseason. Ne- next offseason, when Rams are able to pair him with with a, with a true top edge rusher because he's gonna, he's going to be really good in in a, in, a, in a pairing, I think. And uh, same with Kobe Turner. Him and Aaron Donald have been really fun to watch on the interior of the defensive line. They're they're kind of moving Turner around in a similar way, way that they do Donald, moving Turner kind of outside and giving him a, a favorable 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 matchup on the edge a little bit. Um, those two guys are just they're, they're they're so fun to watch and it just kind of shows I guess kind of the upside of this defense and and, and what they're capable of and they're capable of you know sh- shutting down what, what is a what is a, they, they, the Bengals haven't played like it this season but typically that that's a high powered offense and uh, Raheem Morris has, has has this group that a lot of people had 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 counted out before this season he he had the, he has them playing really well right now and Raheem just schemes it up well he schemes up the defense he, you know he doesn't want the explosive plays to happen and the only time we really get an, an explosive play is usually when we get a we get a DPI um that's really when we give up the big yards we typically don't give up the and we haven't I don't know I don't think we have given up a big yard um pass if it wasn't a DPI um they've they've just all been either overthrown um or you know just not catchable uh they just got lucky and got the penalty off of it uh, so like i said the defense has been keeping everything kind of in front of them no explosives keeping it to that you know 10 15 yard chunks um and then making them settle for field goals and that's what we want out of this defense we want the defense to keep them under 20 points when our offense at least what they showed us the first two weeks have the capability of punching it over 20 points and they should continue to do that each and every week. Yeah, I mean, if you would have told me before the game that Joe Burrow would have been held to like a, tw- I think he had a 25, 25.8 QBR, Bengals would have only scored 19 points. I, I, I would have told you that the Rams, well, the Rams win that game, get that, win that game 10 times out of 10. And um, the, the defense certainly gave them, gave them, gave them, gave them a really good shot when, the, 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 the offense was doing nothing the entire second half for the, for the most part, and the defense just kept on getting stops. So there was a, I think it was after. After one of the after this the both Stafford interceptions, they I think they only gave up three 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 points off of both those turnovers. Um, got a complete stop on one of them uh, late in the game when you, you kind of needed a stop. A killer Willerspoon gets gets the interception, and then the offense uh, proceeds to go three and out. Uh, so the, the defense was keeping the giving the offense chance after chance after chance to to make a mark on this game, and they and they just did it. And honestly, like that's what you want from this defense. I mean, sure. Uh, I think you can. There's some something we said about them only having one turnover th- through three games, but they, they finally, I think, got, got over that hump, and hopefully, you see more more moving forward. Um, but yeah, they they played. Raheem schemed it up schemed it up really well. Has these guys playing fantastic and above above their, above their level, and it's 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 fun to see. Yeah, as much as I'm disappointed that Raheem hasn't got a head coaching job, like he's the reason why the Rams are staying in competition right now uh, because of this defense. Um, it's great. It has Aaron Donald, which just makes the threat even better. Um, but, you know, 
I, I love the Witherspoon pickup. He he was he's been great, and I'm so glad that he was the one who kind of who got that interception, the first Rams turnover um, on defense. Um, so it was it was awesome to see. It was really cool when you got to watch it on replay because from my from my view, like again, this was another play that was right in front of us, um, and I thought I thought you know the Bengals had it, um, and to kind of go back and watch it, and all the Bengals fans were like what just happened? Like they didn't see that happening either. And just to see like he kind of rolled and caught it and never hit the ground. Perfection. Yeah. I, I watched it on the broadcast too. Like it kind of looked for a second that the, the, the Bengals receiver had, 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 had came down with it. And then it's like, Oh, oh wait, Will, Will, Willerspoon got the interception. And then the, the replay, he's just, yeah, made a fantastic play on the ball. Um, like you said, just a, a nice, nice low value pickup that that's, that's performing yeah, I think he's he's one of the, one of the better better performing cornerbacks in the NFL right now. Uh, Jake 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 Allen Bogan just wrote a really good article today, Turf Show Times, kind of highlighting how how Willisford has been performing and um, yeah, really good really good pickup late in the late in the free, late in free agency by 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 Steed. Yes, very very good. Um, other than that, do you do you have anything else you want to say about this game? Um, no, I, I like it, it is just kind of like night and day, I guess. Like after the 49ers loss, I think we all kind of felt re- re- really good. Like they, they competed well against, against a really, one of the, one of the better teams in, in, in the NFL. And then, uh, you move on to this one. It's, it's, just, it's like I said, it's, it's, it's night and day, a little, little more disappointing here. One that the Rams let, let, let get away from them, but, um, one and two, uh, I, 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 I don't, I don't think they're in a bad spot necessarily. Um, big, big game this week against the Colts to kind of go, 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 go two and two. And, um, I think I think they're still 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 in the mix. I think this is still a team that's, that's going to surprise some people, and they're, they're going to be competitive in in games that they maybe that they maybe shouldn't be. And I think that Eagles game in Week Five is going to be a big test, especially with Cooper Cup Cooper Cup coming back. Uh, that'll be interesting to see. But yeah, I think I think they're still in a good spot. Uh, they can't overlook the Colts, but if they can get a win and get, get get to two and two, I think that yeah, like I said, I think they'll be in a, a, a good spot going forward. Yeah, I think everyone pretty much anticipated when you when you looked at their schedule that they were going to be one in one in four. Uh, by the time they are one in one in three, by the time they got to the um, got to the Eagles. And after that, they, I mean, they, I feel like they, people just assumed they were going to be one in four by the time they, the Eagles run was over. Um, but I think the Rams have shown again, and I, and I preach this every episode, every team is beatable, whether you're the best team, you know, we saw the lions beat the chiefs opening week um, of football. We've, we've seen, I mean, who, 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 who had Josh Dobbs and the Arizona Cardinals beating the Dallas Cowboys last week. It's just, it's very funny. true. It's now is, is it, is that a fluke um, or are, are they going to be a threat when we go face them in, in a couple weeks? Like um, it's, it's, it's going to be interesting um, how the Rams play this. Um, but McVay is going to have to be better. Uh, Stafford's going to have to be better. That O-line is going to have to be better. Um, we need to mix it up a little bit. We need to make sure we're keeping these defenses honest and we're just not at, at least as of Monday night football's game. Um, so, uh, but I'm, I'm super excited that the Rams are going to be at the Colts stadium because I get to go visit them again, two weeks in a row. Unbelievable that I w- could ever say that that's what was going to happen. Um, so me and Ashton will be at the, at the Indianapolis Colts game on Sunday, um, we're going to try to do a meetup on Saturday. Uh, so if anybody wants to come out, we'll probably try to find some local bar uh, that we can go hang out and kind of talk and just get get to know each other, grow the the, the Ram family. Um, but uh, but yeah, it's it's going to be fun. It's going to be fun. How do how do you see this coming? Do you 
I mean, Richardson looks like he's going to be playing. Um, it's going to be, it's going to be interesting. Yeah, I, I think as the Colts showed last week, and when they again, I mean, granted it was a hurt Baltimore Ravens team, but they, they, I still think that um, a lot of people probably still have the Ravens winning that game, being able to come out with a win. And um, yeah, I, I don't think the Colts are a team to be overlooked. Anthony Richardson, when he has played, um, has looked fantastic. Uh, he, he has just such a lively arm, uh, such a, such a fun, fun player, a guy that you have to ca- account for on every every play because he will talk and run it and 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 beat you that way too. Um, and yeah, he'll 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 be he ho- hopefully he'll be back. He's a he's he's a fun player. So I'm hoping hoping like we hoping you guys get to see him in person. And hopefully he's playing because he yeah he was my one of my favorite quarterbacks last year coming out of the draft and uh, needs needs to protect himself a little bit better. Uh, hasn't he has, hasn't finished the game that he started, but um, yeah, I, th- I think the three Rams coming in focus. They they, sh- they should be able to get the job done. Yeah, I see them trying to take with especially with Richardson. They're going to uh, they're going to exploit Hoyt. I think a little bit. Um, I doubt that he's going to run towards Byron Young. Um, so they're going to have to figure that out uh, to kind of keep Richardson contained as much as possible. Um, you know, I I kind of would expect to see to hear and you know and oh my god from Richardson seeing Aaron Donald just blow through um, the. Uh, the Colts offensive line. That would be kind of fun to see. Um, then we can have like a ESPN. Oh my God moment, you know, sponsored by Aaron Donald. Uh, that'd be kind of cool to see. For sure. For, 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 for sure. And uh, it's gonna be fun too. I think seeing like Quentin Nelson and Aaron Donald going, going, go, go, going head to head. Those are two of the best, best uh, defensive and offensive line players in, in the NFL. So that, that'll be a fun matchup, but yeah, but hopefully it'll be, it'll, it'll be a good, good time for you guys. Indianapolis is a fun city and hopefully you guys get, get to meet up, meet up with some, with some Midwest Rams fans and have a good time. Yeah, we're, we're really, we're really looking forward to it. It's the first time me and Ashton are actually going to be in person uh, meeting, meeting in person. So it's going to be, it's going to be cool. Um, really, really looking forward to it. Um, so I think we're going to wrap it up on this week's episode of the East Coast Rams podcast. Blaine, thank you so much for being my guest host. I'm going to call you my guest host. Um, love it, love on, it. <laughs> on this thus recap episode of the Rams versus Bengals game. Uh, do you want to just plug all the stuff that you're doing at uh, Turf Show Times? Yeah, you can follow my, my work, um, my, all my articles on TurfShowTimes.com and then uh, follow me on Twitter at BigResackTST. Yes, please do. He's he's got some good stuff at uh, at the Turf Show Times. So definitely make sure you you read up on all of his articles. Um, you can always send questions to us at feedback at eastcoastrams.com, uh, or you can hit us up on Twitter or X or whatever you want to call it um, at East Coast Rams. You can find me at Zach Mayer. You can find Ashton at Rams Fan Ashton One. Uh, we are also on YouTube. So please, 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 please. It's the one thing I ask is that you go like and subscribe on our YouTube channel. So it's a free thing that every fan, Ram fan can do just to help, help boost us up in the uh, YouTube algorithm. Uh, again, we really, really appreciate it. Um, Ashton may be doing a special episode before our Indianapolis Colts game. So make sure you also watch that. Well, watch out for that. Um, and yeah, let's go get a let's go get a win on Sunday. We need it. Uh, you know, the Colts don't necessarily need it as bad as we do, I think. Uh, and we got the talent. I think that that we can overcome it. Uh, so with that, Ramily, horns up and let's get that W. <laughs>